Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. It's Pharrell on a bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out the bad seat, broken in a bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad actors, bad taste, bad law, bad dude, bad breath, bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live in the Magic City Studios in the Ferola Palatial right across the river through the woods from where Granny loves her strawberry OG before bedtime in New York City. The Big Apple. Ooh. People dress in plastic bags, directed travels, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do, but all my friends that come around flat to flat to party up, brats on the west side, bed bugs uptown, what a mess, this town's a tad of my brain splattered all over Manhattan, should be shaking up. Hey, what's gigging? I'm Pharrell, Mafia's running it. We got the Chargers up 14 zip on Vegas. A late start tonight at SoFi. Strangely enough, they had a like a lightning storm or something around Inglewood. And they didn't start the game on time. I don't understand that at all because it's like they're indoors. <laughs> What's going to happen? Are they, are they all going to get struck by lightning inside the stadium? I don't, I don't get why they did that. I, I'm still trying to figure that out. What's the problem? Secondly, it never rains there. Maybe once or twice, three times a year at best. Meanwhile, they got lightning storms before kickoff. I got to tell you, though, that is a badass stadium so far where they're going to have the Super Bowl. I'm telling you what, that is the Shangri-La of stadiums. Now you have uh, Allegiant and SoFi going head-to-head, neck-and-neck for best stadium and then Mercedes and Hot Town, Jerry's World's been around for a while now. And you got people topping Jerry. They've outdone him. Certainly in Lipstick City, they've outdone him. Early in this game, uh, here we go, two and a half left before halftime. They're not even at the half yet. Two touchdowns. The first one, uh, Donald Parham, a pass from uh, Herbert, four yards. Seven zip, and then they just scored again. Jared Cook from Herbert for 10 yards to make it 14 nothing. The bottom line is the Raiders haven't really uh, been able to do anything. Carr, seven of 12 for 52 yards. He's been sacked twice. Uh, 
Waller's got one catch. Renfro, Ruggs, and Jacobs, two apiece. Cars uh, fumbled the ball. Renfro fumbled the ball. They didn't lose them, but they've had their problems offensively in this game. And the Chargers had the lead. They were laying three. I think when it opened up, it was three and a half. It went down to three, I think. For the most part, you could have gotten the Chargers at three. But there's still a ton of football left in this game, an entire half, and they're not even at the half, like I said. Now, fourth and one, and the Raiders will have to punt deep from their own end. The kicker will punt it from the two, and the Chargers might be in business again right before the half with plenty of time to move down the field. They'll get it at their own 31 and see if they can put something together here. They've done everything else they wanted. And anyway, they started the game at around 8.45 Eastern. So it's going to go the length of this puppy. I think we're going to be on for most of the game here on the bench. We welcome our radio affiliates. All of them, Sirius XM, Mightier 1090 in San Diego, Sports Map, Sports Byline, Armed Forces. Hoorah! It's Pharrell on a bench on a misery Monday. So I think uh, Herbert's one tough customer. You know, I heard uh, before the game, all I heard about was the Raiders fans take over everywhere they go. They take over uh, L.A. certainly when uh, they go to California. Obviously, they played in L.A., played in Oakland forever. So they do have throngs of fans. Uh, In Lipstick City, there's no doubt about it. They uh, have always had a huge following out there. And there's nothing you can do about it, except when they're sitting on their hands the whole game. I mean, they got nothing to cheer for at this point. You give up another one and you're done. I mean, honestly, if they go down 21 in this game, I would think they're toast, Mafia, don't you? If If they give up another one and you go down three touchdowns, I mean, the way their offense has looked, I mean, what, are they going to find some magic key uh, at halftime to unlock their offense in the second half and they're going to come back and score three touchdowns as if the Chargers aren't going to score ever again in this game? I mean, they're only up two scores right now. It's not the end of the world, but three, I think you've got problems. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. They have to shut things down. They can't give up more another touchdown here. I mean, they only have one first down and like less than 50 yards offense in this half. So the defense has completely shut them down. They're going to make some adjustments. They're going to find some little openings here or there. But if you're down 21 points, you're not coming back against that team. They're going to keep putting it up. So uh, it's my daughter's birthday today. Chop. I mean, she just raped the clothing gifts. I mean, the pile of clothes I saw that chick at. I was jealous. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. 
With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's a jungle out there. So many possibilities, prospects, and probabilities. It's easy to become overwhelmed. That's where we come in. Relax. We're your trusted source for expert information on sports gaming strategies and information. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Hi, Verona Bench. I mean, honestly. I mean, oh, God. Anyway, so uh, I went to Philly and to Atlantic City, and I uh, I saw the Eagles and Chiefs play, and it was quite the experience. Uh, a, I sat on the 50-yard line, 18 rows from uh, the field, and that was pretty cool. And uh, the other thing that was cool was watching Patrick Mahomes carve up the Eagles like it was Thanksgiving. I mean, this guy, five touchdown passes in that game. He was just absolutely doing them. He did whatever he wanted. When he wasn't throwing touchdowns, he was running for first downs. I mean, the guy did whatever he wanted. There's the touchdown to Eckler. They're going to go up 21 at the half. Oh, my God. They're starting to smoke the Raiders at SoFi. They show uh, Derek Carr on the bench. What has he got to do with it? What are, what are you going to show us Derek Carr like he's going to have some huge impact and, and come back on him now all of a sudden? I mean, they look like crap tonight, right? Meanwhile, everybody and their brother, I'm just saying right now at this point, obviously there's still a lot of football left. Everybody and their brother bet on the Raiders. Everybody. Like, you know, I heard all these people. And then I was on, um, you know, with this sharp in Vegas, uh, you know, excuse me, in Atlantic City with a guy that's a sharp. And he was he was on him. He was on the Raiders. And everyone that I talked to there was on the Raiders. I was talking to his other juice, like these dudes that are big heavies, and they were on the Raiders. And I was on the Chargers, minus three. So sometimes uh, best laid plans are laid to waste. I just don't see how. Honestly, what are they going to just all of a sudden come alive? I mean, my problem is how do you stop the Chargers at this point from scoring again? I mean, what are they are they going to get shut out in the second half? If you put up 21 in the first half, in my view, you're not getting shut out in the second half. You're going to score again. 
The guy's 20 of 25 for 175 yards and three touchdowns. Justin Herbert, do you think he's slowing down at this point? I mean, he's doing whatever he wants. Just like uh, Mahomes yesterday. And you know what? I actually thought that Hertz played pretty well. I didn't think that he played bad at all. I just thought that the Eagles defense sucks. And while I'm at it, I might as well just say that I thought that the Chiefs defense was just as bad, if not worse. I mean, seriously, uh, they couldn't stop anything. I mean, both teams moved up and down the field like nobody's business. And I got to tell you, Mahomes was 278 with five touchdowns, sacked once. Hertz was 387, eight-yard average, two TDs, sacked three times. He had 105 rating. He definitely wasn't a problem. By the way, Carr almost just threw a uh, pick. A lineman knocked the ball up in the air and almost caught it and went in for a touchdown. So nothing's going right for them at all. I just want to look at this. Uh, in terms of yards, the Chiefs have 471, the Eagles 461. I told you, 271 passing for the Chiefs, 358 for the Eagles. The Eagles uh, didn't play bad at all. The Chiefs rushed for 200. The Eagles rushed for a buck three. I mean, you know, those numbers are staggering when you think about it in terms of the productivity, because I thought, you know, both defenses were terrible. Uh, you know, I mean, it was like uh, they were running through butter. It was so, it was just so soft. Both defenses, like, I mean, they just moved up and down the field. And I was just sitting there going, man, they are going to be in the high 60s in this game. Sure enough, uh, it went into the 60s. I got to tell you, I thought that the uh, Eagles fans were great in terms of, like, the atmosphere. It was, it was an incredible day. It was 80 degrees. It was sunny. It was baking outside. There was no clouds in the sky at all. And it was just a perfect day. It was hot. There was literally no breeze, nothing. It was just stiff. And I was there, and it was just fry and egg in that stadium. You could just sit there and just bake. But, you know, going into the stadium was quite the scene. Uh, you know, I parked like, I, you know, I'd say like maybe a half mile from the, from the link, you know. Like I was on a down by some warehouses out in the middle of nowhere. But a, a lot of people parked there, right? And they uh, set up their tailgates there. And then as you walk in and walk toward the link, you get to the outside of the parking lots at the very end where they begin out in the, you know, at the back end of the parking lot where you could like walk in and go, oh, look, I'm in the parking lot. All of a sudden, it is just a different world, man. You talk about the Wizard of Oz, Th that place. What a scene that is. I mean, I know it's that way at every NFL stadium, every Sunday that there's a game, there's big crowds and big parties and big uh, tailgates and big food and big booze and everything. But I mean, this thing was just rock and roll. It was a clash between 
rock and roll and hip hop. There was just music blasting everywhere. Every other party had like a sound system. There were DJs. There were literally parties with DJs that like there was a guy standing there DJing the tailgate party. And he had, I mean, just amps going hard. And it was loud as all hell. I mean, it was just a bash. And I mean, I saw everything. I saw everything. Cooking, drinking, shots, smoking, drugs, strippers. I mean, it was all happening there. No joke. Absolutely no joke. I took pictures. <laughs> I was like, this is a scene. Now, back in the day, I used to do like Eagles pregame. <laughs> I did on, on like YSP. Back in the day, they had the Eagles. And uh, I used to do shows right from that uh, stadium. And it was like when it first opened, right? And I never, like, I, I was at the, right at the front door of the stadium. That's where we did it, right? So I wasn't in the back of that parking lot. I wasn't out there in the outskirts all the way out at the end. But from the end of that parking lot into that stadium, it was a scene to behold, man. You talk about a party. I was like sitting there going, this is wild at this place. And the fans are just lit and they're loyal. They're crazy. They're loud. They're drunk. They're abusive. Uh, the language is deplorable, but everybody's having a great time. I didn't see any uh, violence, which is good. You know, you hear all the time every week. Now you hear about fights in stadiums. It's like every week on Monday, there's you hear about fights breaking out. I didn't see any of that. I just saw people having a good time, chilling the most. I didn't see anyone so bad, so inebriated, so gassed that they couldn't function. I didn't see that. I saw people in control just throwing down, and it was pretty cool. Uh, I gave them high grades. I had a really good time in Philadelphia at the link and in Atlantic City at the Borgata. I got ooh. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. They got their ass beat. They were going through the motions. They were lifeless. I don't like that or condone that at all. I play it straight up, yo. All right, Mavi is directing me to John in Buffalo now. Let's try this one. Hey, Ice Guy. How you doing, man? What's up, dude? Hey, just wanted to chat you up about a uh, ranked college team who I think are pretty meh for 5-0, and and that's BYU. Um, they beat two ranked teams at the time of play, ASU and Utah, but um, those two teams have shown their true colors uh, these past few weeks and kind of fallen off that ranking. Um, I think if the ball stays in the air on both sides on Saturday, that I think uh, Boise's QB can um, can carry them over BYU. I just wish the line was a bit better uh, for the dog here at plus 180, but otherwise I'd hop uh, on Boise State, maybe looking at two, uh, 250 more. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think Boise State's looked awful. You might be right, but they're playing at Edwards in Provo, and they're 5-0. and and I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, uh, you know, Nevada beat Boise's ass Saturday by 10. Uh, you know, I, I know they're I know they're, you know, tougher, you know, the teams they've played like Oklahoma State beat them by one. They beat up Utah State. Fair enough. You know, two Saturdays ago. I'll give you that. But um, this is a different beast altogether that they're playing. Right. I mean. You're not you don't you don't think BYU's legit? I mean, uh, I, I, fair enough. They beat Arizona, no big deal. I think they suck. I'd agree with you. I don't think Utah's anything. They were rated at the time, which was a fake raking. You know, like you know when they got the uh, they were ranked twenty uh, first or something after the first week, and no, you don't know whether you're coming or going with these teams. Arizona State, I think. Decent. You saw what they did to UCLA over the weekend. They kicked their ass. They beat South Florida. They beat up Utah State Friday night. I hit that bet laying eight. I don't know. Uh, if this game were at uh, Boise on blue carpet, I might probably lean toward uh, your bet. Like that That might that might be a good bet, but... You know, I don't know. I got burned on uh, Boise before against Nevada, and now you want me to take them with five in, uh, you know, at BYU and Edwards. I'm not. I'm not feeling that. I'm really not. But I'm not jumping up and down about you know BYU. Look, I said today on Coast to Coast on the TV show that I think you know there was some talk about Cincinnati's not legit, and I said that. You know, or that they won't get to the playoff. There's too many other teams that matter. And one of the teams that was mentioned was BYU. And I said uh, at the time that Cincinnati's got more juice than BYU. And that's just all there is to it. I think, you know, you look at the rankings as they are now, Cincinnati's ranked a lot higher. And they beat Notre Dame in South Bend at Notre Dame Stadium. And they were unbeaten. BYU doesn't have any of that on their resume. So 
And you're talking about a Cincinnati team that in two years now has been a heavy in college football and they've been overlooked and given no respect already last year. I mean, and now they have a, a, a potential situation here where they could actually run the tables if, if they got down to business, they could run the tables after the Notre Dame game. The rest of their games are conference only, and there's only two teams that have a shot at them at all, if that. And if they beat everybody on their, on their board, I think they have a legitimate shot at the playoff. I'll give you that, you know, Oklahoma and a Big Ten team would get in before them because the – committee wants a big 10 team a big 12 team and you know they'll take two sec teams georgia and alabama automatic even if they play in the sec title game but i think you know for me cincinnati now is that other team a&m's out of it they've lost two in a row they're done clemson's done uh whoever wins the big 10 is going to have one of those spots and I'm not going to be surprised at all if uh, whoever wins the Big 12 gets the other one. And then Cincinnati would get screwed either way. But I heard people say today, oh, BYU would be one of the teams. They got more juice than Cincinnati. And I said, no, they don't. And that's that. So I'm telling you, they don't have more juice. And even with the teams that they beat, it doesn't equate to what Cincinnati did to beat uh, you know, frankly, Notre Dame and, and prior to that, and I'll give you this, it's nothing major, but when they went to Bloomington and beat Indiana, Indiana still had some level of juice left. Not much because they've squeezed out the, the grapefruit. I mean, they've squeezed it out. All the juice is gone. Their season's over. And they last year had a good year. This year, their season's over. All they do is lose. But going to Bloomington and winning that game against Penix and Indiana was impressive and they beat their ass like 38, 24, something like that. And then now they back it up by going to South Bend and beating Notre Dame. That's all you need to know that as far as I'm concerned, that committee will be all over them. Good hearing from you though, Johnny. And I'm on, I, you know, I still got to tell you, I'm pretty sure, um, yeah, I'm on BYU. And, and actually, when it opened up, it was three and a half. And it moved to five and a half because everybody pounced on him at three and a half. Including me. So, we'll see what happens. I hope you're right for your sake, though. I really do. Anyway, I was at um, Atlantic City. And I mean, I hit that hard, too. The gambling was excessive. I told this story today. <laughs> Uh, at least I think I did on coast to coast, but I was in this fancy restaurant and, uh, I mean, just five star fancy restaurant reservation. I could barely get in. I got in and we, we got a table late nine 30 and at nine 30, you know what we were doing? We were watching the Dodgers and Brewers. They were facing Burns on Saturday at, at Chavez Ravine, and they had to win. They absolutely had to win. And uh, my buddy bet him to win and won twenty-five grand. And we were sitting there at the table, and I mean, he was just getting lit, and he was so fired up every time they scored a run. I mean, it was seven to one. They they built a seven to one lead, and then. Uh, 
they, you know, they finished him off and won the game and he won the money. It was really cool because all these uh, rich people were in their suits and dresses and diamonds and everything. Everybody's, you know, living large, eating, having these wonderful, you know, conversations, toasting, champagne, wine, everything, cocktails, martinis. And here we are sitting in the middle of the restaurant watching the Dodger game on a phone in the middle of the table, leaning against the candle. And I mean, we had it all going too. I had everything going at this table. Like the guy, you know, because I don't drink, whatever. But believe me, if I did, I'd be King Tut and Hammond. But I don't drink. So I'm like, give me a bottle of Pellegrino. And the guy looked at me like, oh my God, I'm not going to make any money off of this guy. And I was like, don't worry, dude. You're going to make all kinds of money here tonight because you have no idea who you're dealing with when it comes to eating. And then this dude I was with, he didn't know what hit him when he saw me start eating. Mafia knows what happens. He knows. Just tell him the truth. When, when, when you and I go to nice restaurants, which has been like 5 million times, what happens when it comes to my eating, my appetite, my ability to consume large quantities of food at fancy restaurants when I want to try a little bit of everything? What happens when we go to a restaurant, big time, five star in Vegas? What happens? You put it away. I mean, and you order for five. There's two of us, and you order for five. And you, you get like you know three appetizers, an entree, dessert, three espressos, and they just don't know what to do with it. They start looking around for more people coming. You know, asking us if we have a bigger uh, group coming than we have sitting at the table. We said, no, he's, he's going to eat that. I eat it all. So this guy looked at me like I ordered a bottle of water. I said, hey, keep them coming. When I'm done with that bottle, I'm going to order another one. And then I'm going to order so much effing food, you're not going to know what hit you. And the guy's like looking at me. And I said, listen, bro, do I look like I'm kidding? I ordered like five appetizers. I ordered a wedge salad. I ordered the uh, uh, literally a 40-ounce steak, 40 ounces. And then I ordered, when I was done with that, I ordered a bowl of three gigantic scoops of sorbet. And a cappuccino. And that was after I had four double espressos. I mean, the bill was like a dime and a half. <laughs> and I was looking at this dude. I go, I told you, booze ain't a factor here, bro. You're still going to get a huge tip because we're rolling in here. I didn't come here to not eat. I didn't come here to like, you know, uh, have a, you know, an entree and, a, a, you know, one drink. Like, is there anything worse? I eat everything I see. If I see something someone else is eating, I eat that too. I'm like, what is what is that lady having? And they're like, they tell me. And I said, give me one of those. And then I just keep trying things. I had like five five uh, hors d'oeuvres, you know, whatever. I had five appetizers. I had them all going: clams, shrimp cocktails. You know, we had it all going: caprese salads. We, I had it all going, and that was before we went to the tables. And I mean, after I ate that food, we went out and gambled hard. Like nobody's business. We're into the second half at SoFi and Lipstick City on a bench. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, 
and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet with faster speeds rolling out every day and internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. So while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next generation 10G network only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. You're living through a revolution. Sports gaming is sweeping the country. You can feel it. Soon you'll be drowning in noise from posers and wannabes. They have noise. We have analysis and expert information. Stick with who you know. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Right, for all on the bench, I actually liked uh, Atlantic City and where we stayed and uh, how we rolled and what we did and, you know, everything about it. I mean, we I got up early on Sunday and worked out and then ate and then went to the Eagles game from AC. It's like 40 minutes to uh, Atlantic City. By the way, the Raiders are about to score if they can get in. But your boy uh, Carr was sacked at the 14. Anyway, uh, they're close. They're right there on the doorstep in the red zone. Down 21 nothing early in the third. So they score here and they're back in it. Anyway, uh, yeah, I had a good time. I liked it. I stayed in a really uh, cool spot. And um, the whole deal, sweets, the whole deal, we had it all going. Ate at a killer five-star restaurant, no joke, and then partied, won all kinds of money on, uh, you know, football. Had I just had so much action going. I had 13 prop bets going. I hit 12-1 and one in NFL prop bets yesterday. Automatic, documented, no joke, straight up, no games. I hit 12 out of 13. I was pasting them all day, too, on Twitter for everybody else. Everyone that follows me on Twitter at Pharrell on Grid, you saw them all. So go look at them. They're all there. I hit 12 of 13. And um, the big bets that I made on Saturday that I hit were the ones that I talked about the most all week on Coast to Coast and on the bench, which was, you know, Cincinnati and, and Penn State. Penn State was my number one play. Um, I had all kinds of, of good bets going. On, um, I hit that Louisiana Tech touchdown Renfro, by the way. Raiders are on the board. I hit Louisiana Tech, uh, getting 19 and a half against North Carolina State. And then, you know, just some of the big games that I bet on Saturday that hit Kansas State getting a 10 and a half from Oklahoma hit. I hit that Hawaii spread. I hit the BC spread. Um, so Alabama, I was on, um, some good games on 
Saturday. In terms of my betting, USC was one of them that I played. And uh, I had UNLV going again against Texas San Antonio. They covered the 21. And that was a nice one. Nebraska laying 10 and a half. So there were a lot of games that I liked that I played when I was down there in Atlantic City. And I hit. And then uh, you know the story, uh, at least if you haven't heard it, I hit the Giants getting the uh, points. I got it at eight when uh, the week opened up. And then it moved to whatever, seven and a half, seven, whatever it was at kickoff. So I bet it with my buddy, large. We both did, right? I bet like, um, I didn't do as big as he did. He did massive amounts and I just did a nickel and I made like 14 on it. And uh, it was cool. Uh, that they won that game in overtime against the Saints on Bourbon Street because they were down 21-10. <laughs> and then I thought I was dead in the water. And uh, he had faith. He's like, they're still in it. Uh, there's plenty of time left. They just need to score. Sure enough, they got back in it, eventually tied them, and then beat them in overtime. And they never touched the ball in overtime, the Saints. The Giants got the ball, and they marched down the field, and they scored. And uh, we went crazy in his car because we, you know, we left the uh, Eagles game with like six minutes left. They were winning by two, two touchdowns or more. We're like, let's go listen to the Giants game. It was so close. They were down three. So when I was walking back to the car, they were down three. And then they got the field goal. I think they got down to like the 20 yard line, kicked the field goal, tied it and then won the toss and then got the ball and marched down the field and won that game. And I was just lit in this dude's car and he's driving this <laughs> smoking hot sports car doing a buck five doing a buck five on the highway we were going crazy when he uh scored the touchdown to win it mafia you haven't told me yet what you thought of your jets winning against the titans in I was amazed by it. I thought there was no chance they were staying in that game, even with uh, you know the top two receivers out for Tennessee. I thought they were simply just going to run all over them all game, and they did have a great game running the ball with Henry. But the Jets did a great job, you know, getting to the pass, which they haven't done all season. They, you know, Zach Wilson was you know, awesome. That's an, another thing, another point in that game. I mean, he had the one pick, but the defense is what really got them in there because they were struggling in the first quarter, first half, not doing anything. They were forcing field goals, betting not breaking gaining you know, all those sacks, and then in the second half, the kid opened it up and made some incredible plays. I mean, the one play to Corey Davis where you know, he rolls great. out and then points down the field and just bombs it over top. That's, you know, the kind of play they got him for. That's what they saw in college, him do at BYU, that, you know, things are breaking. He's roaming around. He can make something happen. So let's hope we can see a little more of that. Stop with this. He's got to play it safe. You want him to make smart throws, but you don't want to take it, you know, you don't handcuff him too much and take him out of the game that you – drafted him for so i thought they played great of course there were things that could have fixed they could have won the game earlier they could have gotten a touchdown in overtime you know just a couple passes that he missed there but they still get the win and that's what's important against a team that's a lot better than them so do you think they'll win in london that was a tougher one i mean now you're going against the falcons who seem to love to blow games late we saw again against washington but they're also a team that can throw the ball all over the field and i don't think Jets secondary is up to snuff you know they get some pressure on Matt Ryan, flush him out of the pocket, then they can try to keep him in it just like they did with Tannehill yesterday. They're going to be in the game, I think, because I just don't think the Falcons are good. But it's one that's very sketchy. And especially when you go over to London, it's anybody's 
you know, guess what's going to happen when both these teams go over the pond. So I went, uh, when I was at the Eagles game, I didn't tell you what happened. I was there uh, on the 50-yard line, and it was sold out. I mean, you couldn't even move. And um, I bought the bottomless popcorn uh, offering. So they give you this giant bag of popcorn and and a bowl, this giant bowl. As you know, I like to uh, order the bottomless popcorn mafia. And I... Um, so it said on the uh, when I was at the restaurant or whatever the the concession it said um, sodium warning. It said it right on the thing sodium warning like it had a picture of a heart and it said sodium warning, and uh, I said give me that, give me the bottomless popcorn bowl, free refills all day, and uh, the over was two. And the bowl was, you know, it was big. It was deep. It was, you know, movie theater deep. And I, uh, I went way over. I mean, I had four bowls, four bowls. The guy next to me, as I was working the third bowl, he's like, Jesus, dude. And I was like, you want some, bro? And he was like, are you Pharrell? I go, yeah, man. He goes, I've never seen anyone eat that much popcorn in my life. I said, if I could only tell you how thirsty I am right now, <laughs> because I had a water, but it was 80 degrees. So the water was warm and I couldn't get up to go get a drink because I was in the middle of the row on the 50 yard line, dead in the middle with like 30 people on my left, 30 people on my right. And here I am like, I'm not going to get up and start having people move around so I can go get a drink. And I had a warm water, so I was, like, drinking warm water. But I busted off four bowls of popcorn. I mean, the saltiest popcorn you ever had in your life. But it was good. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. I ate four of them. I was just cranking popcorn. I had gigantic, enormous, like, popcorn kernels just stuck in my gums and between my teeth. And there was nothing I could do about it. I didn't have dental floss. I, didn't have anything. I was just like, it was just everywhere. And it was just caught in my teeth. And I was like trying to jimmy it with my tongue. The whole deal. The whole day I was like, ow, 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 But um, I was able to go over to two. So I hit the over on the popcorn, bottomless uh, popcorn. The over two prop boat bet went way over. I doubled it. 12 yeah, and 1 in NFL props. To what? I'm not surprised by that at all. I've been with you to fights, to games, all sorts of right. events. I've seen you eat popcorn even just in your house. I mean, you <laughs> can go through like half a box of Orville. Like, and I'm not talking half a box, just like a bag or box. Like the bags that you have to make, you'll go and make three different bags in the microwave over the course of, you know, an, an NFL game. So I'm not surprised by it all. You know, I wish I would have been uh, known about that prop bet. Between you guys, I would have thrown some big bucks on that. I would throw more money on that than I did any of those games yesterday. The guy had about – he. I'll give him a half bowl that I was with. He had a half bowl of my four, so I ate three and a half. And I, I didn't really even want to share with him because it's just like if you're not man enough to go, you know, three, four bowls deep with me on popcorn, then don't really just stick your hand in my popcorn because you're just in the way. I need now, Was the bowl as nice as uh, the Jerry's World replica that you have? No, it was just a pop like movie theater popcorn bowl, big old bowl. And then they stick this giant bag of popcorn in it. And then you take it to your seats and you pour out this giant bottomless. They're, they're this big. And I mean, big, like literally 
I mean, literally 16 feet. You know, I'm talking about 16 inches, like a, bigger than a size 12 shoe by four inches. So, I, I, like, I poured a half of it in, and then I ate it, ate the other half. That's one bowl. I ate four bowls. So the big bowl is like, it's like carnival size, the bag. It's like a long bag and you, you have to pour it into the bowl and you, and you put it on the ground, eat the bowl and then pour the rest in the bowl and then eat that. So I had four of them going and it was everywhere. Like, you know, cause I miss when I'm watching the game, I'm missing, you know, I'm hitting like 90% of it and I'm missing 10 and it was everywhere, all over my shorts, all over the floor. It was all over my face and it was 80 degrees outside and I had butter all over me. I was just covered in salt and butter. It was all over my fingers. I I, I was just covered in it. And I and the guy next to me, I had no napkins. I was licking my fingers. I had stuff stuck in my teeth. And the guy next to me was like, Pharrell, you're a rock star on that popcorn. And I was like, yes, sir. Yeah, I do not envy your bowels the next 24 hours. Yeah, I already dealt with that. It's already been cleaned out by the bidet. No problem. If I didn't have the bidet, I'd probably have Krusty Louis, but I, I was able to, you know, spray all that out of there. No problem. I, I did about two or three today sessions, clean that out, clean the house. Everybody's done. Everybody's happy. So I don't have any residuals, although it was Chop's birthday, and I did eat uh, – fried chicken for dinner like you know like i was in georgia i ate fried chicken like deep south fried chicken and then i ate a gigantic piece of birthday cake the size of a computer laptop i mean the thing was like 12 pounds this piece of ice cream cake 12 pounds and i finished it off in like nine bites so i do have a rather uh hanging gut right now a little bit of a hanger but i am as you know, I work out hard. So every day when I go to the gym and I get on the bike or on the treadmill and I put a picture of my fat friends up on the thing, I just keep grinding and sweating and working it and grinding and sweating and working it. And then I hit the jump ropes and then I do the weights and then I swim. And I don't feel guilty about how much food I eat. I really don't. I'm on a seafood diet. I see food, I eat it. That's it. If I want food, I eat it. If I want a munchies, I eat it. If I want anything i just eat it i don't mess around with like i'm on an atkins diet and i'm gonna have one cookie and a salad i go all in when i'm eating i'm like let's see what can i eat today how about the whole fridge let's go With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now, there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet, with faster speeds rolling out every day. And internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. So, while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement, while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next-generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. That's the problem with people. Everybody expects every team in the effing league to win the Super Bowl. One team wins. The rest of them lose. Nothing for you. How about that? One last indignity. The uh, Raiders are doing everything I said that they couldn't do. They're going to score again and be down seven. They were down 21 to nothing at the half, and they are moving in again. Waller with a huge catch down to the nine. They are going in on the Chargers again here, and L.A.'s in big trouble. How do you blow a 21 nothing lead? And, like, They've done it in, in, you know, whatever, 12, 13 minutes here of the third. They've done it all in the third. They've dominated the third, and they're dominating this game right now. And they're down to the three-yard line, getting ready to uh, make it a 21-14 game. I can't even believe it. Like, the L.A. just went to the half, and I guess they drank shots of tequila because they look terrible. I cannot believe the tale of two halves. 21 nothing, and now... It'll be 14 nothing Raiders in the second half. And now that they're going to go in and score, if they score here, which I think they will, they are so in the Chargers' heads. I mean, they are living rent-free at this point, the way they are schooling them. Your boy, uh, Carr, throws it away. They're coming down uh, into L.A.'s end deep, about to score and make it a seven-point game. We'll keep our eyes on it. Uh, it'll be third and goal here. This is a th- huge third and goal. I don't know if they go for it on fourth, if they don't get it, or if they take the points. But they're down 21-7 now, trying to make it 21-14 on a bench. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 